it's been way too long and I really miss you. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese. Victory! Wow. Top fives and deep dives. Welcome. It's our special Entourage episode. We've got my brother Dylan Cohen in the house. What's up, Dylan? What's up? We obviously have, you know, my other half, Mike, over in London. What's up, my friend? Oh, long time in the making and so happy to have Dylan here. Only our second repeat guest, so you should feel honored. Yes. And, oh, man. This one has been one that since we started the podcast, the three of us have talked about doing. And I know that recently, you know, a a few months ago, I started listening to Victory, the podcast, which is the the Entourage podcast, Doug Allen, Kevin Connolly and Kevin Dillon do. Dillon finally started listening to it recently. Binge the whole thing so quick. So quick, man. It's. It feels like you're right back with the boys. It's just, it's, isn't it unbelievable though? It does. For me, uh, what got me into it, well, when I say what got me into it, you kept telling me about it. And then the the Jeremy Piven episode dropped. And I I think I saw a clip on Instagram and I was like, you know what? Let, all right, all right. I'm going to I'm gonna check out an episode. And then I remember you and I were like texting during, I was like, dude, this is hilarious. Like I have a big old smile on my face the entire time listening to this. And you were like, trust me, dude listen to every single episode and i did in record time and <laughs> it was awesome <laughs> and then we were like okay it's time we have to do the entourage episode yes also hilariously i was planning to have some irish crickets ready to go today but last night got a little bit aggressive i'm, I'm instead sipping on some water right now but if the victory boys ever listen to this know that this is our ode to Irish crickets. All right, we love we love the Irish crickets. And for um, for the listeners who don't know what Irish crickets are, it's something they do on the Victory of the Podcast when they crack a fresh beer, usually a Coors Light. And it's it's the sound that it makes when the beer cracks. They call it Kevin Dillon's family who plays drama. They've always called it Irish crickets, and and therefore it is born. It is a delightful. Um, it really is. And anyways, if you, you know, they don't even know we're making this thing. But if you've never listened to Victory, the podcast, and you're an Entourage fan, go listen. It is one of our very favorite podcasts. But the reason we're here is to talk Entourage. So let's do it. How was the rewatch, boys? How did you guys enjoy it? It was amazing. I mean, I, the amount of times that I think before this rewatch I did like seasons one through three is obscene but this was the this was the first time in a long time I did all eight seasons and it was it was delightful to revisit the boys and you know in, in a year that's been pretty sucky and I think that we've all wanted to be with our friends and, and surrounded by our the ones we love and having those awesome times entourage this rewatch specifically was an amazing escape to kind of remind us that, uh, you know, 
those friends will still be there, the loyal ones, and we're going to have great times ahead. So it was it was a great little escapism uh, doing this rewatch for sure. Dill, it's so funny that you say that because obviously I'm talking with Town all the time, and I think I've only ever seen five through eight the first time. I don't think I've ever rewatched those seasons, but I've I've seen like the first four like a dozen times. Yeah. So it was great to revisit those, and and five and six are really. There's some interesting storylines there that I kind of forgot about and and brought a whole new smile to my face. So it was it was a great time. I mean, just Dude, binging the entire thing. I was I could not wait all week to get to today so that I could talk to you guys about specifically five and six and Dude, just say sleeper. I'm so surprised how good those seasons are. Sleeper seasons, man. Yep. Dude, how, how sweet is Jamie Lynn Siegler? I mean, oh, she really she's just amazing. Incredible. I'm like. The storylines are fucking good in those seasons. And like five is really good, dude. like really good. It is. And so is six. And I'm like, I remember watching them live. And it's like, I remember when, when I first got into the show, uh, one of my friends had given me uh, seasons one and two on DVD as like a birthday present and been like, you're going to love this show. Got into it. And then I think, I think that's when I started watching live. Maybe it, maybe I also ended up getting three on DVD and then watching, I don't know, then watching four, but either way around that time. And I remember when we got to like five and six, I don't know if it was because I wasn't as used to watching week to week. Mm-hmm. If maybe I hadn't started doing that till maybe like four, but I just, I don't know what it was, but now watching them, binging them, being able to watch, you know, the, a season a day. For me, five and six are in the in the upper tier of seasons. Like five is such a good progression from beginning to end, storylines for all the characters, and six the same thing. Entourage for me, like at the end of the day, if I have to go down saying my favorite shows ever, Entourage is one of them. Absolutely. Like it's such a testament to friendship and loyalty. And I know things that three of us hold near and dear to our hearts brotherhood your friends being your family and it's just so good at that and so true to life in those ways yeah well boys should we jump into the the rankings i hope you have your welch's grape soda to drink <laughs> while uh while we start this list up love it love it but all right so anyways we're gonna do this how we always do it we're gonna go around Five through one. Today's order, we're going to have Dylan. We're going to have our guest go first. Then I'm going to go second. Mike's going to go third. Dill. Shall I? Start us off. Give us number five. Wow. Um, First of all, what an honor. Thank you for letting me go first. Uh, I hope I don't let you down, boys. (laughs) So uh, number five, season three B, episode six, The Resurrection. Before wow. I continue, does anyone have this higher up on their list? It is also my number five. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. Oh. And there's one thing I can say about that. Victory! Victory! Um, so let me – I guess we'll just like tag team this, but the resurrection, just to quickly sum it up, is is the episode where uh, Johnny Drama's um, uh, TV show Five Towns is premiering and the reviews are out and he's stressing like a motherfucker and, he, he you know – the drama who's had a tough go at it and just, you know, doesn't want to fail once again, 
all he wants is to be recognized for his hard work and have a successful TV show. And that that's that I think that sums up the episode. You know, he's worried about how the reviews are going to be and how people are, you know, how many viewers are going to tune in for the for the pilot. Yes. And to just tell you what happens in the episode, he ends up eventually reading the reviews. They're absolutely god awful. Yes. It's a bloodbath, bro. A bloodbath, and he, of course, the the boys wanted to do something nice for drama, so they got his car fixed. That's a little side plot. Anyway, they get the car. Drama ends up super depressed, takes the car, drives off, drives off to the Grand Canyon, and in what I think we can all agree is one of the most epic moments of the entire show. Oh, yeah. He wakes up in the Grand Canyon. Vince calls him up. Starts giving him shit that he's not home for bre- to cook them all breakfast. And then, of course, leads in with, you know, I'd be... He then drops the bomb that the reviews didn't fucking matter because the show's a hit. Lloyd gets on the phone with them, tells Johnny, you, you know, you can see how elated he is. They're all being super loving. He's like, he's like, I'll be home soon, bro. Anyways, they hang up. And we get the victory to end all victories. Yes. The victory at the Grand well, Canyon. Disagree on the victory to end all victories. What? All right. We'll have to talk about it. But uh, it oh, is. Wait, 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 wait. There's a better one? Are you fucking with me? Should I say it right now? I mean, yeah. Because are you saying that you do think there's a better victory? Or are you just saying that there's other good ones? Cause no, there's a better victory. Okay. Please say it. You have to. The movie. Okay, that's the second best victory. Yeah, and you know we can argue it's not the show, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> but I, but I, but uh, that also is legendary. But this victory, honestly, I think it's it. It might be my favorite moment of the entire show, and I'm it, not. It, it is exaggerating. Like any, literally every single time I watch it, I get chills everywhere and i i like almost get emotional and i I do a fist pump and i'm just it's emotional because (laughs) for me i think that this episode does such a good job of driving home like the rough road that dramas had and you really feel like the legendary nature of that victorious moment for him when he when that happens it's just like like in that episode when he says um it's the moment where um he he's talking to the boys after the when, when they give him the car and he says, um, you know, all the reviewers are terrible. And then he looks at all of his friends and says, I thought I did good on this one. I tried so hard and I thought they'd see that, but they didn't. It's like a really emotional moment with drama just being so down on himself. And like I said, it's just like you really feel um, his pain. And I, and I love when they're like, where are you going, Johnny? He goes, wherever the road takes me, bro. <laughs> just It's amazing. But like, ah, oh, I just – that moment for that char- for Johnny Drama's character is just so it's victorious and i just it really gives me chills so you guys are going to laugh or well Dylan what you said about you almost get emotional so i was i so i watched this episode a couple times this week and oh, wow amazing the second time i watched it alex was you know alex my girlfriend for anyone out there she's guessing on a couple other episodes she was in the room and she was seeing me watch it. And as it ended with the victory, she looked at me and she goes, are, 
are you crying right <laughs> and i literally had tears in my eyes from the moment and i was like yeah i was like it makes me emotional because you really you really feel the weight of it all especially yeah. having watched the show fully through and you have these you know three seasons of build up towards it it's just unbelievable and it and is it really is the most victorious moment it, it is my favorite moment of the show yeah, hands I, down i think it is my favorite moment of the entire show um and you know uh, let's not discredit the rest of this episode this is where vince returns to to being ari's client yes and it's because vince and e successfully buy the script to medellin which will prove to be a very important storyline for the for the show and so that's a huge moment in the show uh in the in the in the episode as well um and and overall i just think that what the resurrection is is iconic like from from the shirt that drama wears that red and white bun yes. up to, to the moment itself this is an iconic episode and yeah number five baby yeah and i will say for me i actually going into it thought that i would put this even higher because i knew that that moment is my favorite moment in the show but after rewatching, and there's just so many fucking incredible episodes of entourage i had to of course and i'm sure we all had to do this for you know do you pick an overall incredible episode or you pick an episode for the moment and this for me ended up at number five because it was for the moment it may be the best moment but i felt like there were four episodes that I just agree. full through were just un unreal so I ain't even I ain't, I ain't even gonna try to say it differently because i would just sit, wind up saying it the same <laughs> <laughs> another oh. thing i think we should add that makes us a great number five is Entourage is a show where like nearly every episode has a cliffhanger. They love to do it. And, yeah, and the yeah. way they do it is like, it's typically big misdirection. Like either everything is going bad and it ends on a great note or everything is going great and it ends on a bad note. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those episodes, right? Everything looks terrible. And then boom, they give you this incredible emotional high note, hit you with white room, great track. And, and it's just boom off to the races. Yeah. Oh. So good. And I do want to thank God. And I do want to say, Mike, that I do love that you called out the victory at the end of the movie because that victory is fucking incredible. And I'm a big fan of the movie. So I like I like hearing that. But anywho, number fives for Dill, for me. It's time for it's time for Mike. Let's hear it. Well, I'm glad that we that you also started on one that's emotional for you because that's a great segue to mine which Ooh. is return to queen's boulevard oh season baby five, episode 12 so this is the season finale of season wow. five wow uh so yeah so i mean this is where things have really hit rock bottom you know we've gone through the medellin thing the spoke jumpers thing vince's career is totally looking terrible they're back uh staying with vince's mom in queens um and wow. it you know, they can't seem to get him an audition. There's this whole side parallel with, with Gus Van Zandt. Um, and there's two great moments for me. One is, you know, after all the effort, Gus Van Zandt, he does like look at um, what they've sent him from Smoke Jumpers. He loves it, but he can't help Vince at this time. Vince, who, you know, this is not a, a comment on, on Adrian Grenier's acting. It's just he's a very, um, he's a calm guy. So Adrian doesn't really get to show that much necessarily in terms of his acting ability um, from episode to episode. But here he gets so upset. 
He just screams fuck and throws the phone. He fires E, and it all leads up to this incredibly epic season finale where the phone rings and it's, hey, it's Marty Scorsese. Yes. And for me, that's the my second most emotional moment of the entire series because you just feel like, you know, such relief um, and you're just so invested in the characters and just knowing that things are going to work out just makes everybody feel good. And mm-hmm. this, you know, this, this almost brought me to tears. It's one of my favorite moments. Um, and just that it's Gatsby, which is just like, you know, we love Leo. We love Scorsese. It's a whole yeah. big thing for us, especially great moment. And I just fucking love this episode. Yo, Bro. that is an awesome number five. And I love that it's, you know, they, we go back to New York for this one and you really feel their roots in that episode. So like really great number five and, and you're right. It is emotional and there's a lot of relatable things in this episode. And, and I'm just going to shout out like one of my favorite moments of the episode where uh, Johnny drama decides he's going to go in on, on the bar. Um, <laughs> and, and he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm in. And then he goes, Hey, everybody drinks around me. And by that, I mean, drinks are on the house and it's just like an epic moment and i just i love yeah. it and then Ari oh. shows up with johnny dramas later oh. yes also just like and mike uh, incredible pick this was one that almost made it onto the list for me it's one of my first honorable mentions wow and i think one the, the marty scorsese cameo is up there for best cameo of the entire series i think it might be the most impactful for me like that really I remember when watching it being like, holy fuck. Like well, they got Marty. Can I interrupt you for one second. The, sure. and, and guys, the exact shot that they get of Marty, is it just me or is that very, very similar to the final shot in The Departed? It it feels is, like that shot in The Departed. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. I, I think I, I would love to ask um, them if that's what they were going for because I always – it brings me to the final shot of The Departed with the rat on the – you know. Scott, mm-hmm. uh, uh, building um so yeah i just i just want to throw that out there real quick i love that and but no i love 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 that moment and then just honestly the entire final five minutes where that happens then you know he's doing his thing with charlie in la vince is waiting in the office they make up the boys run of course out and then they're like oh that was starting to get too gay for me or whatever and you know then of course one of the most triumphant moments after all this bad shit has happened that like you said, Mike, the Medellin stuff, the smoke jumpers. Now they've got this, you know, they've finally made it back and the boys take to, you know, sunset Boulevard walking down drama saying, let's go get wasted. It's yes. just, it's so good. It's such a high to end the season on. Yeah. It's oh, incredible pick. Great pick, man. Oh, man. Yeah. So that and yeah. So that's the season five finale. Um, Wow. Just moving. Yeah. Keep us going. Let's go. Number four. Go, boys. Um, So my number four. Season one. Episode three. Talk show. Wow. So talk show is the episode where Vince's movie head on is going to be premiering and they like 
like so classic. Like they run into Jimmy Kimmel, and this was before Jimmy Kimmel's uh, uh, talk show was like big. But they run into Jimmy Kimmel like the bar after a boxing match, and he's like, "Hey, Vince, good to see you. I'd, lo- I'd love to have you on the show like tomorrow." And all these things just kind of happen um, spontaneously. He goes on the talk show to promote Head On, and um, yeah, I mean that's really the episode. Like they they go to Jimmy Kimmel to promote his movie, and for me. The reason why this is my number four um, is because, you know, I love, I'll never forget the first time I watched this show and I loved it from the jump, but this is the episode where I knew I was obsessed and there was absolutely no turning back for me. I was just going to binge as many, because I think when I binged it, I think there was at least three seasons on DVD and I was like, I'm there, I'm not turning back. I'm going to be binging this and doing nothing else for the time being. Um, it was just... The ep for me is so fun and really for the first time captured the fact that these were four best friends just truly winging their way through Hollywood and just having an absolute blast doing it because they had each other by their by, by their side. And um, obviously what ties it all in a, in a beautiful bow for me is the final iconic line um, where they're all sitting there watching the uh, the they're watching the the episode on you know running it back and they're smoking weed and uh, you know he goes great night and then drama just takes a fucking hit from his joint goes great fucking night and I just remember like watching that for the first time like okay I want to go on a journey with these four best friends for as long as this show is on and that that was just the moment for me it was truly the episode that just got me on the train and I was. I wasn't going to get off and I, and I knew it after that episode, dude, I couldn't agree more. That's, that's the one that, that truly starts the ride forever. And mm-hmm. you said it best with the great fucking nightline to end it. I mean, it's just, if it doesn't put a smile on your face, you're, you're inhuman. And there's just so many great moments in this. Also the Luke Wilson cameo. Yes. And it's an like, amazing cameo. Amazing um, cameo. And like, of course, a line that I cannot tell you how much I thought of this in my personal life around the college years. Oh my where, god, I know what you're gonna say. I, I, you know, you bastard. Know. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. Oh, when of course, you know, E decides to go smoke a cigarette with uh, what's her name again? Emily. Emily. Emily with Emily. You know, Ari's assistant in the first season outside, and you know. Turtle says, I thought he quit cigarettes. Drama says, yeah, cigarettes, not pussy. It's <laughs> unbelievable all-time line. Oh, my God. And, like, drama's savage lines in this episode do not end there. Like, dude, not one of them – like, it was so random, but it's so it's so hilarious. It was when they're on the golf course. Also, another moment that made me love this episode is, like, the boys are just golfing. Like, you know, that – like, that's – that you just can tell they're just, like, four homies just, like – getting by and they're on the golf course and he's trying to figure out what to tell what like what they should talk about on jimmy kimmel and drama just goes tell him about the stoned out craft service school blew me after lunch <laughs> he's just like what what but it's like, like oh god so i feel like the characters really all started finding their voices in this episode too like drama is just outrageous lines that just make you 
on the floor laughing. I mean, it's amazing. Also, the whole thing where, you know, of course, the the drama Jimmy thing, where then, of course, Vince brings it up, drama of what runs out like a deer in headlights. And it's just like, also when E E and uh, Kristen, yeah, E and Kristen have uh, breakup sex, and then E's telling drama and Turtle, and 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 drama's like, wait, what the what is breakup sex? And he's like, you know, it's just like when you have sex and then you say goodbye, and drama's like. That's the only kind of sex I ever have. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like, but he's so genuine in his in his deliveries. Like he's literally like confused as to why it's called breakup sex because that's all he does. It's okay. amazing. And Dude, I was gonna say, don't forget the Sarah Silverman cameo. Silverman. And, and Sarah Foster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah Sarah Foster. And it, one, it one of my favorite video solutions. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's what I'm saying. Like all these things that happen in this episode are unreal. Like it's such a, the culmination to the great fucking night. It, it, you really feel it. Like think about all, like it was one of those most legendary nights for, for their crew and you really feel it. Um, and I, and I think I said this earlier, but I love, um, I love when, uh, Vince, they're all like, so he, him and Sarah Foster had clearly had a fling in the past and they're like, Vince, what are you, what are you going to say, man? Like when you see it and he just says, you know, I'll say what I say when I see her. And I don't know if this uh, had the same effect on you guys that it did for me, but it really did because I'm a big overthinker sometimes. So, and I remember hearing that and be like, ah, I just need to be like Vinny Chase and I'll say what I say when I see her. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I have conversations in my head about what I want to say to somebody. And, and, <laughs> and after that, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go the Vinny Chase way. Say what I say when I see him. Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. You know, like I was saying in my pick, like he only has honestly a handful of episodes throughout the series. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess more so in uh, season seven where he has a bit of a different arc, but he's such a relaxed character. You know, he really always believes that everything is going to be fine. Um, and that's just, that's just part of him. And this is, that's like his, basically his Hakuna Matata. I'll just oh, say yeah. what I say when I see it. You know? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I love that, man. Such a great episode. Great pick. Thanks. Take us, take us, Joss. What do you got? Well, my number four, which surprised me, honestly, that it wasn't even a little bit higher, but came out here. It's the season 3A, episode 9, Vegas Baby Vegas. I, um, I had this one a little higher. Um, but you know what? It's not too much higher. It's it's my three. So so maybe we you want to just talk about it now. Let's tag team it, baby. Team you want to tag team it? Yeah, it's my number three. Um, so you, you give us a little uh, what it's about. I'll set the scene. So yeah. pretty much, you know, Vince has a little bit of bad publicity. The boys decide let's get out of town. Let's go to Vegas. It's a Wednesday. They grab Ari. He happily obliges, and they head off to Vegas. They stay at the Hard Rock. Turtle, you know, has gotten them into a little something where Vince is going to have to judge a quote-unquote beauty contest. Turns out to be strippers at a strip club that he's judging. Anyway, they're in Vegas. Vince and Ari team up, decide to gamble together, and... E is dealing with a bit of a situation with Seth Green where him and his crew continue to see E and the boys and he keeps implying 
that he perhaps has fucked Sloan in the past. And it all ends up culminating. And then, of course, the story that we can't forget, our main man, Johnny Drama. <laughs> he has a uh, masseuse Ten. named Ken, <laughs> who he loves, who's in Vegas. You know, he remembers everything about him because he's got an elephant's brain. And he wants to lock him down for the day because he's got to get some stress out. And uh, things just continue to get more and more hilarious with that subplot. But anywho, it's just an all-time episode. And, Dill, I'll let you dive yeah, into yeah, it I first. Mean, it's all-time. It's, it's my number three. Um, number four is also a great pick. Um, and, and, and for me, I, I just think that it's honestly one of the most ultimate setup episodes. Like, literally, the episode begins as they just like, let's go to fucking Vegas on a Wednesday, scoop up Ari, and then it's literally drama going, Vegas, baby. Vegas and, and and you're like okay I'm in like this episode's gonna be amazing like you you already know and and the reason why I think this one made my top five and and it's just it's such a good episode is because it's it's such a fun ride like you feel like you're going to Vegas with the boys um like that's how I felt after what every time I feel is watch this episode I feel like I just had an epic Vegas trip and um like th- little things like five dollars on red tradition you know and um seth green tell sloan i said what up uh the elephant's brain there's just a lot of iconic uh, memorable um moments in this and like oh it's the we don't drink jaeger crew like (laughs) and for me i feel like um again what makes it a real special episode for me is because in that final moment where clearly the thing i love about the entourage the, 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 the boys is that they give each other so much shit, but at the end of the day, they can give each other shit. But if fuck, if someone else actually fucks with them, you're going to have a problem with the boys. And I love the moment in the end where Seth Green crosses the line and says, uh, yeah, I must've been dreaming when I blasted her in the face, like a Jackson Pollock. And then he's obviously about to fuck Seth Green up and his boy gets in the way. Yo, you got a problem? Drama comes in hot after Ken just thought that he wanted to bang him. And <laughs> Drama's real upset. And he, no, but I do. And then boom, the brawl is on. And it's just like these guys have each other's back. And again, for as someone who loyalty is one of the most important things to me, it's like if someone was messing with me like that, all I could ask for is that my Johnny Drama would be there fucking throwing that. And hey, bro, baby bro, I would be. Hell yeah. I fucking kill him. <laughs> That's what I'm oh. saying. So I just love I love the camaraderie. I love the brotherhood again in this episode, how how it comes back to that. Um but yeah. It's it's so good. Also, like, of course, the what's the song can will your chain hang low? That song is dramas walking down the hallway yeah. is incredible. Like the entire thing with Ken is just amazing. And one of my favorite drama lines that's just he literally just acts to perfection is when he walks in he's in the hotel room with the boys and he like walks in in the robe and like someone one of them says something he goes fuck off <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like he's literally um it's uh he goes oh i'm loose as a motherfucker and, and, and he's like in a robe his own robe and then like, drama did you bring your own fucking robe and he goes yeah why wouldn't i and then, and then he's just like fucking weird and he goes fuck off e. <laughs> <laughs> 
one. That's one of my favorite drama lines because it's delivery or it just emerges. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so good. Not bringing your own robe. It's just oh and, and just like the whole thing with Ken and like when he brings him the almonds and then when he tells when he brings him out with the boys and like he knows all his like football stats and he's just like <laughs> wait 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 how about when ken's giving one of the strippers a massage and, and, he, and he just sees like whoa 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 and he's just like take a hike sweetheart <laughs> i don't want your hands touching anybody but me ken <laughs> and drama just doesn't realize how like how much it sounds off. like he's yeah. like it's like he's like attracted to ken or something and how great was Ken? Where like by the end of the episode, he's just like ready to fuck it. Dude, Ken's just like, you know what, drama? I, I, I've been really confused, but I thought about it. And you know what? If this is something you need, fuck it. It is it's Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so, so good. And also just how the boys love Ken. Like when he's telling the stories and like they're just like dying, laughing, loving him after like giving drama shit earlier. Yeah. Oh, it's and then of course this the plot with Vinny and Ari betting together in the end moment where they have the crazy hand and the one guy splits the two the two what the two kings and Ari goes nuts are you a fucking idiot blah blah blah, blah. and then he kisses him on the head after yeah, apologizes looks like I know what I was doing um, oh. and this, the Seth Green guest spots one of the best guest spots on the whole show I mean it's so fucking memorable. It really is. And Seth Green crushes it. Crushes. And, and of all, you know, on all the guest spots, right, there's there's some level of, like, who's playing themselves and who's really playing, like, a character version of themselves. And Seth Green is clearly the one that sort of, like, takes the biggest hit. Like, obviously, that's not him, right? Great, but they make him do such outrageous role. And he just leans so hard into it. And, again, later in this show – Maybe season five. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but he just plays that character so fucking well. Great point. So, so true. And I love like when Ari does like the little pinky thing. And yeah. Seth Green's like, he's like, oh, yeah, that pinky bought me a house in Malibu. And then, and then Ari goes, Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good, though. So, so good. I feel like most Entourage fans consider this, you know, even if it's on their top five, it's. It's up there near the top. Everyone sure. fucking loves this episode. For sure. So that's, is that me for number four? Yeah, that's you for number four, and then I'm I won't even I won't have a number three. So um yeah. All right, my number four is Dog Day Afternoon. Oh yeah. Ooh, great Oh episode. yeah. So this is season three, episode fourteen, or season three B, episode two. Mm-hmm. Yep. However you guys are tracking it. Um yeah, so there's there's a few different storylines here. So one is Turtle and Drama bring Arnold to the dog park yes. uh, to pick up girls, and there's an accident with the dogs and the fallout that relates to that. There is um, the movie that Amanda, who's still their agent, um, is getting them to do, this Eve Wharton thing that neither of them like. And there's uh, Ari is trying to hire uh, this this writer, Jay Lester, who's played by Will Sasso. Um, who's gay and he's kind of uh, whoring out Lloyd to do it. Uh, and, and eventually he goes the other way with it. And and basically this is one of my favorite apps because it there's so many different relationships um, that it focuses on. So one, obviously Ari eventually, you know, comes to Lloyd's rescue. And even though he's 
you know, as savage as you could be and, and willing to do anything to sort of get to the top. He's not going to sell out Lloyd um, and, and have this epic moment in the club um, where they don't end up signing him. Um, there's also, you know, Turtle and Drama are hooking up with these girls, but but Turtle just refuses to sell out um, at saying, like, Arnold is a bad dog to the point yes. where, like, he's always trying to get pussy, but he's he's like, no, I can't do this. And they, like, walk out <laughs> on these girls after getting them delivery and all this stuff. And then E, who I think both you guys know is my favorite character, this is, like, one of his moments where, like, he's he's trying to pretend, essentially, that, like, like he's afraid to tell Vince that he wants to go traveling by himself yeah. um, with Sloan. And it's yes. kind of one of these things where, like, both of them need each other so much um, and they have that same dynamic of independence or lack thereof kind of throughout the entire show. So there's just so much going on uh, in one episode and it's, it's always been one of my favorites. Yeah, man, it's a great episode. And and honestly, I I think it's my favorite Ari moment in the entire series. Um, You know, for me, when he refuses his conscience, you know, weighs on him, with Lloyd it, it's it was a real genuinely human moment for Ari that we I don't think we had seen really before and it touched me and I love that he refuses to let Lloyd you know uh take the hit so to speak uh just to sign a client you know he throws all that money away be, for Lloyd and um that moment when they're walking out of the gay club together and he's like you're my hero ari gold i, I just and then and then like the uh, the the guy that ari knew that he walked into the yes. gay club with is like ari nice, nice. And he's like, God damn it like he's like i'm not here for like uh it's just it's so it's, funny i gotta agree it's it's one of if not my favorite ari moment I, it does humanize him and i feel like for me it made me I always loved the four boys. I always loved Ari for the role in the show, but I feel like this episode for the rest of the show, I like loved him because you got that side of like, this guy is a good person. Yeah, like, you saw that he finally had a heart and it and it, yes. it's such a it's such a heartfelt moment. Like he destroys Lloyd at the office. And you know, and Lloyd is so loyal to him and it finally you see, okay. Ari does give a shit about Lloyd, and and it, it, it it's it's a great moment. Yes, my favorite. It's a big for Lloyd as well, right? Because in the first season, we talked about how Emily is the assistant, and obviously in the second season, Lloyd's the assistant, and this is season three. But like this really cements that like he's going to be as much uh, one of the boys as as any other character, really. Yes, and I think it was really interesting to sort of learn recently through Victory the podcast yeah. that they were planning to do like a different assistant every season, but Rex Lee who plays Lloyd, he was just so good that they were like, we have to make him a part of the show forever. And thank God they did because he's an incredible character. And Mike, I just wanted to call back to this before I forget. But when you said that E is your favorite character, it's funny because it's like, apparently at least based on sort of what, what the guys say on that podcast, it sounds like, you know, there's a lot of people that, E is definitely not their favorite character. And I'm similar to you. Drama is my favorite, but E is my second favorite character in the show. So he was always my favorite with, he was always my favorite as well. Um, And because I saw so much of myself in him, but then drama drama is such a close, um, he, it it was always a tie for me really, but it's, but again, it's like, E was my favorite um, again, because I think I related to him the most and drama was just such a character 
that I obviously he's undeniable. Um, and yeah, he's, exactly. And and with E, it's like you know the reason he's my favorite is because he's just the one that deals with the most sort of real life issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is one of those one of those steps, right? Where it's like he kind of tells you know a white lie about his girl that he just you know he doesn't want to like be a puss in front of his boys, and he just doesn't mm-hmm. think it's going to end up you know coming back to him. And obviously it does, and that's just like a very real relatable moment. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's a great episode. That one, another one that's in my honorables list. Um, great pick. I'm like, all right, so Dilly, your number three was Vegas, baby, Vegas. Yes, sir. My number three. I'm keeping the trend going for me. I've only picked season three episodes so far, and this is no different. My number three is season three A, episode eight the release ooh so okay going into the rewatch i remembered how much you know i love the end of this episode the end of this episode is when billy walsh yells fuck commerce yes. and going in though i didn't know i said oh yeah like th- this episode i remember pretty solid like rewatching it my mind was absolutely fucking blown it was like I couldn't believe how incredible this episode it is. So so to break it down, every storyline in this is so, so good. So here, here they are. You have Vincent E. reuniting with Billy Walsh after a while because there's some Queens Boulevard drama. The, you know, the suits behind this, the studio, they want to colorize the whole thing. It was a black and white film. And pretty much gut it of its artistic integrity and release it wide across the country. So the three of them are dealing with that. Drama has his audition for Five Towns. And he goes and, you know, he he has to deal with that. He's very stressed out. And so the whole day is sort of him extremely stressed. Him and Turtle are together. And drama goes through a series of mishaps that are quite hilarious, end up with him missing the audition. And then with Ari, you have Ari dealing with a really big plot point where he's finally setting up his own shop and it deals with him getting him getting sort of totally fucked over at first by by Babs because she invites him to lunch it ends up being all the studio, you know, all the all the big agency heads and Terrence. He thinks his whole plan to open up his own shop might be completely fucked. And then, of course, Babs actually reveals that she just wanted to know, you know, see his cards and she wants to partner up with him. And they come to an agreement and they start the Miller Gold Agency. So really big plot episode. And. There's so many fucking incredible moments besides that amazing fuck commerce at the end and Vince just like shitting on the studio to the Hollywood foreign press drama gets the part in fucking five towns and has, I think his second victory in the show. And moments actually. Yes. And so the amount I I am going to actually list them all out real quick because that's how many quotable lines are in this episode that I needed to. There is fuck commerce. There's the victory he gives in the car. There's 
fuck anger management. Well, I was going to say those, yes. those are combined. Yes. yes. Love, and he goes, he goes, I, and, then, and he goes, yes, victory. And, yes. and then Tur- Turtle's like looking at him. He's like, what? He goes, I booked the part. And he goes, and anger management? Fuck anger management. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Fun to elaborate and, on that one. No. And then there's, there's, uh, so there's that. Then there's one of my favorite Ari lines where he tells Lloyd, unless Carmen Electra calls for an emergency titty fuck, don't answer. Then there's E there's Walsh loving what E's saying, agreeing with him about, you know, how they're fucking up Queens Boulevard and how he's gonna go talk to them. And he looks at him, I like your newfound balls suit. And then there's also though a part where he calls him a pussy. And then there's also where Billy does one suit, two suit, three suit, four. There's just so many good Billy lines. I fucking love Billy. Then there's Ari, of course. I always knew you like dick babs. I just never knew you were a cocksucker. And then there's uh there's a good old Billy fuck your mother drama. There's where Ari lifts Babs hand. Miller Gold. We sound like a fucking beer. Um and then there's of course where drama gets the Gets the uh, gets the ticket for sitting in the car while they're at the meter, and the guy looks at him. He goes, "If the meter's red, the car's dead." Um, and of course, the coffee freakout scene with Ken Jong being the barista. So there's just so many fucking moments. It it really blew my mind. It's such a good all around episode. And if you've forgotten about this one. Go back and watch it because it's fantastic. Yo, I mean, respect. I, I'm going to be honest. I, I'm surprised that that one is your three over Vegas, baby Vegas. But respect. I So that's what I was toiling with it. But I rewatched both back to back because they're literally back to back episodes. It's the release leads into Vegas, baby Vegas. And I was like, I love Vegas, baby Vegas. But the release, it just has way more to do about the overall plot of the show and just has so many quotable lines that I'm like, this one for me wins out. Like also, also I have to pull out the moment when Eddie Burns calls up drama. I absolutely lose it when he's like, you know, drama, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. I got held up. So you, so you never made it to the audition. No, you know? Yeah. I mean, I was waiting for like an hour. (laughs) Just, but wait, that's not even the best part. The best part of that conversation is when he says, drama, to be honest, you know, the only reason I really wanted to see is because I, I want to make sure you didn't age too bad. He goes, Eddie, I got Carter at Barney's Beatery the early. Yes, yes. And the whole phone call. And also the part where he's just like, you know, you did a favor with for me when you dropped out. And he's like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't drop out. He's like, drama. He's like, you wanted to do an arc on Melrose Place. It didn't work out. You ended up doing me a favor. Changed my life. Oh, good. Yeah. And, and something to just really touch on because I think it's a good moment to do it. Like the Barney's Beanery line is funny no matter what, but something that I, you know, I, you, you and I have both lived in Los Angeles for several years now. And it's just like the rewatch now that we genuinely know every single establishment in Los Angeles that they fuck, they go to or talk about, it makes it 10 times funnier because Barney's Beanery is like, you know, it's, it's, a, cl- it's a classic LA staple dive bar y type spot that like, you don't usually get carded that. So it just makes it <laughs> hilarious. It's, it's really just like a walk-in place. And if you get carded, you must look like you're 12. So um, it's uh, it's funny. It, it's so funny. It's so funny. Um, oh, man. But yeah, that's my number three, the release. 
That, that's great. I must have like 20 honorable mentions, and that's not even in there. So, <laughs> Mine it's wow, just, you. It's great. it's great. I mean, and my notes on it are just fuck anger management. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the, sh- the show's got a lot of great apps, you know? It really does. Uh, so, my number three, right? Yeah, my man. All right, we are at I Love You Too, season two, episode nine. Ooh. Uh, it's a, hu- a huge app. So they are in Vegas for Comic Con. Oh my God, uh, yes. Oh my God, yes. Wait, or so San much- Diego. Oh, sorry, sorry, San Diego. Sorry, sorry. Thank yeah. you. Um, so, yeah. So Vince and Mandy are promoting Aquaman. Uh, they have a little thing where Vince basically is talking about how he can't, he just can't be around Mandy anymore. You know, she's still with her other guy at this point. Um, they meet with the blogger played by Rain Wilson, yes. one of the best cameos. Oh, so good. Uh, who's just yeah, who's a dick to them and is going to give them a terrible, terrible rating. Um, drama has this whole you know he's sort of like a god there for his Viking quest thing, but at the same time, he's got this this long history with the girl that does Angel Quest. <laughs> and, and they, uh, and, and Turtle also fucks with him, which is great. But they have, uh, you know, this epic moment at the end where they come together and he, and he realizes that, you know, they've both kind of had a crush on each other. Um, uh, Ari doesn't come through with the U2 tickets. Uh, and then of course, at the end, U2 does an extra show and, and Bono uh, gives a, per- a personal shout out to Johnny Trauma, which is insane. Then the really the best moment of the entire episode, they enlist... The Pussy Patrol, yes. led by Jesse Jane, Jesse Jane? Go, Vince Rain Wilson, to give a glowing review. Uh, and there's just just so many good times. But really, everybody has a great. It, it's really everyone has a great arc, except Turtle, who he doesn't have his own arc, but it's hilarious how he he fucks with drama, and then drama gives the wrong answers to yeah. like the Viking Quest nerds, and they get totally pissed. So just everyone has such a funny moment in this one. It's it's one of my favorites. Yo, such a strong episode really strong episode there's so much going on and another one that you know the moment that you said comic-con i just saw i just saw the entire episode play out you know it's it's one yeah. of those uh i love i love first of all i love the line where like vince is like no turtle here i think i'm johnny's brother like yes. i love i love that moment and but i love when um they're running into uh so who is johnny's crush what's her name uh she was on angel uh, quest angel quest um and they're like that he goes over to say hello to her and they're like "Ooh, drama like who's that cutie like and he goes fuck it bitch and he's just like he's just like and, and they're like what and he's like I, I i hate that bitch or whatever the hell he says and it's just like hilarious uh quick turnaround and because he's mad at her for she, she just two two episodes of quest and gets her own spinoff uh and it's just so classic drama um you know just being just being bitter and it, I, I i love it and i love the arc at the end when he's like i, I had a huge crush on you and they start making out one of the one of the best in my one of my favorite season two episodes and just so fucking good, like you said, Mike, all around. All the storylines are great. You get that's is that the very first victory? Oh yeah, that is. Yeah, the first victory at the pool when the kids that you know when they want to get a a little photo with with drama and. Uh, Oh man, yeah, the Rain Wilson guest spot is fantastic. It's 
top tier episode. And and the ending with you two is truly one of the, one of the most incredible endings. The fact that they really got them to do that at a real U2 concert in Los Angeles is just absolutely insane. Yeah, and and that was the other thing that um, you know, for those who don't know, another thing that I learned on the Victory of the Podcast was like that was a real con- that was something that Entourage did very, you know, a lot. They went to real events and they just filmed guerrilla style. Um and they went to that concert and it was like I think it was Jeremy Piven who helped them get Bono to agree to it and or, or I don't want to butcher that so I hope that's right but regardless they asked Bono if he would say like happy birthday to Johnny Drama and he said that he would do it like after one of the first songs or something so like and they had no idea if it was actually going to happen um so that's just crazy like how that came about and like that that's the magic of this show right there in a nutshell you know it's uh it's that entourage magic baby tis indeed and Bono briefly appears later in the show. In the yeah, 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 in season yes. six finale. Yes. yes. Oh my god, amazing! Um, shall I? Shall I? Give us number two, baby. We are on to the number two. Um, I have a feeling, Justin, you might have this somewhere else. So just let me know if you do. This is season three A, episode two. One day in the valley. No, Just, you don't have that one. I might have it. Do you want me to keep going? No, we'll get to it. We'll get to it when it gets there. All right. I have I have it. I have it on the list. All righty. Then so, cool. I will announce which I do all the time that I've cheated and I didn't put that on my list because I knew Justin Whitehead. So <laughs> I'm glad you do. Wow. What a cheater. Didn't put it on his list. But he knows I have it's in there. That But he knows the respect. He knows the respect is there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um okay. My number two is the Mike. You called out the other Bono appearance at the right time. My number two is the season six finale, episode 12, Give a Little Bit. Wow. Oh, wow. So I am big on this episode. I know a lot of the eps we're shouting out are season three, season two. I rewatched them all. And I, again, I, I had a feeling this was going to be in my top five. I didn't know just how high it was going to be. It is so fucking good. All time. It's, it's all time. It's to me, you know, I like to think, again, I'm happy that we got seven and eight, but six to me feels like a true series finale. It's mm-hmm. the longest episode of the show. Every storyline wraps up in an incredible way. And it's so, so good. So to give you the plot, Vince, he's back in action. He's headed off to Italy soon to star in the new Frank Darabont film. E storyline all season. He's sort of been dancing around. He still has feelings for Sloan. Does he want to get, you know, are they going to get back together? And he finally decides, you know, I'm going to take her up to Malibu and I'm going to tell her how I feel. I mean, I'm just going to get down to down to business and say what happens. He proposes to Sloan. Okay, they get engaged. Drama. He has this whole thing where, you know, he he thinks that he wants to take some time off. Then, of course, he decides that (laughs) in an amazing scene where he's with Vince, he's like, I'm an actor, bro. I got to get there. And he ends up going to this audition. He has this fucking legendary audition after giving this pre like this amazing speech. And he ends up getting a holding deal for a TV show, which 
something he's never gotten. It's such a momentous moment for him. He's gotten engaged. Turtle, unfortunately, has a bit of a, a sad ending, but you know, he's had everything with Jamie Lynn Siegler, but she's finally she's leaving. She's going to New Zealand to film. She's already there. Turtle realizes he's in love with her. And, you know, he doesn't want to be with any other girls after having this little short stint with Jana Kramer, who plays this college girl. And so he jumps on a plane to New Zealand. Unfortunately, as it's about to take off, he gets a call from Jamie saying, you know, I don't want it actually was me. I don't want to resent you in the future. Who knows how long I'm going to be gone? And he's like, shit, I have to get off this plane. He's not able to ends up having to fly 14 and a half hours to New Zealand immediately gets off and pretty much asks, how can I get to Italy meet up with Vince and then Ari massive episode Terrence is back they're having a you know meeting because Ari and Babs are supposed to potentially you know take over Terrence's agency and then they'll have the biggest agency in the world and it's it's a whole thing. You know, there's a lot of tension with it also because Adam Davies, of course, works there. Lloyd has left Ari this season and goes there because they offer him to be an agent. And it's all this, you know, Terrence and Ari are going back and forth, sparring as usual. And it results in just an incredible, incredible scene where you see that there's actually this incredible mutual respect between Terrence and Ari. And Terrence comes to Ari's office, apologizes for what he did to him firing him years prior and tells him that he's the only person he wants to run his company because he's the only person that can carry on the legacy right and it's it's a pretty emotional scene actually and it leads to you know Ari takes over has the paintball gun comes into you know the the office and just fucking paintball guns and fires people ending with Davies which is just so amazing after years and years of us hating this guy. And then he makes Lloyd an agent. It's just incredible. He apologizes to him. It's so good. And how could I forget the best part of the whole episode? Matt Damon. It's just unreal. Best cameo of the show. Best cameo of the show. Agreed. It's insane. I mean, at that point, you have one of the biggest movie stars on the planet who does a full length, like he's in this episode as part of the plot multiple times where he wants Vince to donate money to an actual charitable organization that Matt Damon runs in real life and do the whole thing. Hey, Vince, it's for the kids, but he's very serious about it. And it's this incredible running plot line. Other, other famous people like Bono, LeBron James are brought into this and it's just so fucking funny and there's an incredible post credit sequence where Damon has a complete breakdown because he hasn't heard back from Vince. And he, it's so all I have to say is watch it. But Damon is next level in this. And the, the man is the king of like cameos guest spots between Euro Trip, you know, obviously he has that ridiculous thing in Interstellar. Or was it Interstellar? Yeah, he's in yeah, Interstellar. This it's it's just unbelievable. And the music as well in this, the final scene where the boys are at the airport, you know, the the airport, they play Listomania by Phoenix, which is one of my favorite, one of my favorite songs of, you know, the uh, that time period. And then ending with that in my lifetime, re- Jay-Z remix. Um, it's just everything feels like it has its ending, like drama 
gets to a level of his career he's never gotten to. You know, Ari, he has the biggest agency in the world. Lloyd's an agent. Ian Sloan are getting married. Like, it just... And, you know, Turtle, he had his first love. Yeah, he's brokenhearted. But you know what? He's grown so much. He's now gone to, you know, taking business classes. He's going to do well. Everything feels like it could have ended here. It could have ended here. It's an amazing ending with, you know, Johnny and Vince on the plane and, you know, Ian Sloan are very happy twirling each other around on the uh, pavement. But it's just, it's amazing. And also, I just need to shout out one line and then I want you guys to talk. But the line where (laughs) Vince and Drama are talking and they're talking about like johnny's talking about how amazing it would be to be in italy with him he's like you know i might be i'll be working a lot johnny and johnny's just like i might even take up as a cobbler like daniel day (laughs) (laughs) anywho i fucking love this episode what do you boys have to say well i can tell because you gave a lot of it you uh you were (laughs) um I don't think anyone needs to watch that one. Uh, we, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I love it, bro. It just shows your passion for it. Um, no, man. I mean, it's an all-time episode. I think it's, you know, you can argue it's the best finale. You know, uh, it, I think every finale is, you know, pre-six. Pre, six and pre is amazing. But you can argue this is the best. And like you said, it has that serious finale feel, even though it's not, of course. But it, it just has that that feel. And there's a lot of iconic moments in this whether it's the proposal um Edith sloan whether it's the paintball gun with ari um you know you really feel the um you know you can feel the what's the word i'm looking for just you know the the size of those moments you know mm-hmm. and the weight I, yeah the weight of those moments and and two fun things i just want to mention is like when turtle gets stuck on that fucking flight you we all feel his pain like you feel oh. that man's pain you're just like Dear God, that man is going to have to just sit there for 14 hours with his heart broken. And like, I, I think every, t- every time I watch that episode, because I actually watched it twice uh, this week as well, because I was considering it for my top five. Um, and like, I was just like, God, like, would I just fucking take that $250,000 fine to get fucking off that fucking flight? <laughs> Obviously, I wouldn't. Um, but God, I just feel it. And then um, I want to touch on the drama. Um, story of this episode because honestly like when i think back to this episode the two things that i think of is e proposes to sloan and ari um cl- claims you know the company and the paintball gun but the thing that i forgot was how epic drama's fucking uh, storyline is like incredible it's so amazing like that audition moment like you said when he's just like um when at 84 or whatever you know, and he's just like he's like but still you made me sing for my supper. And it's just like, it's just like the most epic thing. And then he just throws the fucking script on the <laughs> ground. And, and like Doug Allen is actually um, acting as the director um, in the audition, which I love that Doug Allen always does that. Yep. And Doug Allen like kind of like shudders like, and he's like, whoa, like what the fuck? Like, you know, it's, it's, I love it. And, and then I love when he's on the phone with Phil, um, the guy, uh, you know, the producer and he, John was just like, I don't got any fight left in me, Phil. I left it all in that room. And then Phil's like, I know you did, John. I know you did. And it's just like, <laughs> I just love it so much. And again, I think 
the reason that I think I love this storyline so much for drama is because after season three, the resurrection, which we talked about already, you're like, how the fuck can drama's storyline get any get epic again? Because you, you feel almost in season three that he reaches his ultimate height. But then they f- figure out a way to still give drama these awesome arcs. And it it's the, the holding deal thing, you know, something he's never gotten in his career. And it, it's awesome. And I just great episode. Um, great number two pick. Oh, thanks, bro. Yeah, uh, real quick. So two things. So yeah, we talked about Matt Damon, and Dill, you already said it, but it's just it's a lot for the pod because like a few weeks ago, we basically agreed that Matt Damon has the greatest film yeah. cameo of all time, and this is the greatest cameo in the entire show. So yes. Matt Damon cameo champion. Um, and town, you you did mention it, but when when Lloyd you know becomes an agent. And he's got the sign hanging in his new office. Yes, says, yes. Congrats, you're finally a real agent. And then I was just like, I was supposed to say agent. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just such a great moment between oh, the two of them. It really is. And like you can see how proud Ari is in his like eyes when they hug. Yeah. And uh, it's such so good. Oh, it's wow. so good. All right. Wow. Number two, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so this is season three, episode 17, so 3B, episode five, Return of the King. Yes! Ah, Amazing I love episode. episode. Love this episode. Uh, so there's two two main things going on here. I mean, one, uh, they go to the racetrack, <laughs> and, and drama yes. is just unbelievable, <laughs> and they all bet on this horse, and he has this whole thing where he's talking about the lineage of this horse. <laughs> And the king. king throughout the rest of the episode. <laughs> yes. You know, he refuses to let the horse be put down. He buys the horse. <laughs> <laughs> the horse escapes and they're like driving around to the car. He's like, King. <laughs> and then of course, you know, eventually at the end he he gives it to the the five towns producer, uh, Eddie Birds. Uh and then what's happening otherwise is like for me, like one of the most like you're involved and like you're really rooting for the end result is them trying to get Medellin done while it's Yom Kippur and uh, Nikki Rubenstein and Ari are running around and doing it. You know, Amanda's involved Um, at this time, Amanda and Vince have already kind of had their thing. Um, But really, you know, you want the deal to get done so badly. Um, And obviously you want Ari to, to become his agent again. And they're, you know, they're, they're in, they're out. And, 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 you know, for me of all the times, you know, Ari is obviously he's over the top and he, you never really agree with his behavior. You know, like if you were Ari's wife, you would, you would have been done so long ago. Cause he just, he's always doing everything, you know, well beyond social norms. But in this episode, you know, even though it is a religious day, you're just like totally on board because you see what he's doing is, you know, for Vince and, and for the movie and to get Vince back and, and, you know, continue their relationship. And you're just like, fuck it. I just hope to God this thing works out. And and it's another one where it's like, it seems like it is. And then it seems like it's not. And of course, we obviously know, you know, what happens, but it's just, you're just so invested um, in seeing where this one goes and, and absolutely classic episode. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, Ari and Nikki Rubenstein just thick as thieves all day is it's so memorable. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Nikki Rubenstein, like he's only in a few episodes of the show and he's so 
fucking good because so good. this episode, like it's unreal. Um, oh man, definitely, definitely one of my high up honorable mentions as well. And like, ah, oh, I mean, you said it all for me. It's 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 such a fucking great episode, especially on the Ari front. Yeah, I just think that like. You know, one of the sadder things for me in the show was when, you know, Vince fires Ari and that hurt me. Uh, And I just remember this is the episode where you start to say to yourself, oh, baby, like, is Ari going to freaking win Vince back? And, you know, it doesn't happen in this episode. It happens in the next one. But um basically what you realize in this one is just you know how much Ari cares about Vince and how he genuinely wants to make it happen for him and um how he's unlike any other agent and and you really see in this episode that Ari separates this is why Ari separates himself from the pack this is how he separates himself from the pack I should say and it's awesome and it's such a cool episode and um I love it it's it's just like the race against time on the holy holiday it's such a funny concept for an episode and they nail it so great number two amazing well boys wow we've gotten here yeah we have gotten here well i guess i'll do the honors please i um i'm honestly stunned that uh this hasn't been said yet but i'm pleased because now i can just drop drop it on us i know what it is my number one (laughs) It's always been my favorite episode of Entourage and always will be. It is season two, episode seven, The Sundance Kids. Um, this Wait, wait, still. Yes? It's my number one also. Holy oh, shit. Oh Holy God. shit. You're right. Oh, my God, dude. I, I, I'm so, I didn't even think to think, oh, my God, it could be Mike's fucking number one. Oh, my God. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, let's tag team it, baby. Um, so, I mean – what needs to be, I'm just going to go brief, you know, I mean, the Sundance kids is it's Sundance, the film festival and Queens Boulevard is premiering there. Billy Walsh's Queens Boulevard starring Vinny chase and the James Cameron has decided he will go to Sundance to see the movie, to see if Vinny chase is going to star in Aquaman. And it's just, you know, Sundance Film Festival is just in this epic ski town in Utah and Park City, Utah, and you just feel the excitement of of it throughout this whole episode. They actually go to the you know the location and everything. And um, Mike, before I elaborate on the episode, did you want to say anything more about the plot or anything? Uh, no, go ahead. I'm sure I could fit it in. Okay, so what I want to say is this will always be my favorite episode. It's for me, it's the total package start to finish. And it's just, you know, like Vegas, baby Vegas, it's a true escape, but it's like, it's, it's true escape for me times 10. Um, you feel like you're on the adventurous ride with the boys and you can just feel the excitement of like, okay, we're going to this film festival and James Cameron, like someone who is, you know, when, when we're talking about directors, it's just like, you know. Goliath and he's going to see our movie and maybe I'll be able to star in his, you know, film. It the, the excitement and the 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 risk and for the potential reward, it's all in this episode and 
uh, I, I feel like from the jump, when they start with Obi Trice's, since they want to know, boom, mm-hmm. boom, since they want to know, like from that moment till the end, it's just legendary. It, it, they never, um, you know, they never, uh, they never take the foot off the gas after that first, you know, epic moment. And I think that, you know, with the, like I said, the stakes of what's happening with uh, Queens Boulevard mixed with the comedy of drama and turtle, both trying to go for Cassie, the driver um, and winding up crossing swords. It's just a episode that has it all. And, um, you know, to, and then the last thing I'll say, and then Mike, I want to let you uh, say some things as well, is I love, you know, the ending at the top of the mountain. It For me, it was, it was, I just remember the first time I watched that, I was just like, oh my God, like that was like the most legendary moment ever. Like these best friends just got told, and Titanic's my, my favorite movie of all time. And so James Cameron is, you know, our, my idol, love, love, love him. And I, you just feel like, oh my God, what if that was me? Like, what if James Cameron just called me? And I realized I was going to be in one of his next iconic movies. And then these two best friends just high five at the top of a fucking mountain. And they're like, let's fucking do it. And then ends with them like midair. I mean, it's just, it's so epic. And then Oak Trice kicks in again. Um, So yeah, uh, I'll start with that. And Mike, we'll let you take over for a sec. Hey hey, Vince, call me Jim. (laughs) (laughs) taking over right there exactly i mean the end of the episode you know the screening goes great but you know we find out that james cameron left right away and then they're at the top he gets the call in the fucking helicopter from james cameron and you know he's just like you know you know they're gonna do aquaman and they all just decide to race down the mountain it's incredible Uh, another like another part that i i don't know that i noticed before but i thought was really fun this time around was like uh, like you're talking about when they first arrive uh, at Sundance, but all the outfits that they're mm. wearing there are so great to like who they are. Like Turtle has just like an outrageous big like ski jacket pullover. Vince is like classy, like a peacoat. E just has like an extremely basic North Face, yeah. and then Drama just has an absurd cowboy hat <laughs> and like, a big like wool lined <laughs> suede jacket. Yes. <laughs> And and the other thing that I want to say is like, as much as you know, Entourage has a certain rep that it, it may or may not deserve. Uh, you know, and it is a, a male-driven show, and there certainly uh, would beyond a doubt some misogyny that could be criticized throughout the at least the eight seasons, right? But one thing that I don't think Entourage gets enough credit for is for literally from the beginning. You know, this is season two. Just saying that Harvey Weinstein is a total fucking creep right from the very beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. They take so many opportunities to just take shots at him for being a psycho creep. Uh, And this is the beginning of that, which is is a great moment for the show and just sort of interesting uh, culturally. Yeah, and speaking of the Harvey, like I love when E books a two fifty and he and he tells Ari and and and, to, and Ari's like everyone knows two fifty is a jerk off meeting. What's he gonna do? Clear his throat until his three o'clock shows up. I love I love that line because yeah, it's very very Hollywood. Yep, and oh man, such an epic app. This is my number six. This is my first honorable mention. There were, there were six apps that I truly considered for the five, and this was the one that for me just missed, but. I mean, you boys have said it all. It's just incredible front to back. I mean, as someone, I know I can speak, you know, for Dylan and myself as two people that ended up wanting to 
live out in Los Angeles and sort of, you know, be a part of Hollywood and the entertainment industry. I mean, I give large credit to Entourage for sort of maybe stoking that fire early on. And I personally have been very lucky to have gone to Sundance a few times. I can tell you my all my excitement was due to this episode. Like, wow. this is why I wanted to go to Sundance always. And I will tell you one of the most epic things ever at Sundance. I saw Adrian Grenier. Wow. A couple times once a, once the company that I used to work for, I'm, I'm out of the entertainment industry now, but the company I used to work for back in the day did a little bit of business with Vince or with Adrian. Oh. And, <laughs> and so we saw, I had met him before once and me and a coworker saw him there and him and the coworker knew each other quite well. So I ended up getting to talk to Vinny Chase at fucking Sundance. Then I saw him the next day getting on the ski lift. It just was out of the show. Like it was the most like entourage moment of all time. And Sundance is awesome, by the way, for anyone who's ever wanted to go, you should go at some point. But this is this really is just a like a total like dream fulfillment episode. It's so fucking good. And James Cameron just being an actual essentially cast member of the show for season two is the most unbelievable thing of all time. Yeah. And I love like, I just love again, like the moment between Vince and E when like they, 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 Vince asked him like, do you want to roll the dice? And he's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I want to roll the fucking dice. It's like, cause it's James fucking Cameron. And like, that's the thing. Like I'm trying to think, in that moment in season two, like who else could they have gotten that would have felt that like, that way? No, no one. James Cameron was the guy, and they got him, and that that's awesome. Like that, that they got him. Um, and I another thing again, it always comes back to friendship. But I love the when um, when Johnny and Turtle are going both going for the chick, and she gives him like this really like deep heart to heart about like how friends should never fight over a girl, and like everything she's saying is so right, and like. I feel like every guy watching is like nodding their head and then John, John drama and Turo are like, damn, that was, that was deep. Well, what, what, what do we do? And then, and then fucking Turo goes, I want the memory. And then drama goes, so do I. And then Turo goes, fuck you drama. Fuck me. Fuck you. And it's just like, it's, like, it's amazing. And it's so classic them. And again, that's why, again, season two is my favorite because I feel like the characters all j- truly, truly, truly come into their own. And that is such a moment. Like, that's exactly what Drama and Turtle would do. Every 10 out of 10 times, that's what would happen between those two characters. And I, I love it, man. I just, everything about this episode, I love it. So fucking good. Well, that leaves us with one episode. And we know what it is because yes. you're number two, Dill. Season 3A, episode two. One day in the valley. It's my favorite of all time. And we'll tag team this one, but I'll just I'll lay the groundwork if 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 I may. Um which funny enough, speaking of the only director for Sundance Kids who could truly be big enough for Aquaman, he's definitely the only director that could beat Spidey at the box office for all time. And that's a big part of this episode. So one day in the Valley, it's Aquaman opening day. 
and they're curious, of course, what the numbers are going to be. It's got to do at least 95 mil to be a success. The boys get in their head, oh, maybe they can beat the biggest opening of all time at that time, which is Spider-Man and 114 mil. So they end up going to the Valley on a really scorching hot day, over 100. Decide to go see the movie at a sort of out-of-the-way theater out there. There ends up being rolling blackouts. The boys end up going to a house party that a couple high school kids that saw them at the screening invite them to. They go. It's incredible. We'll get into it when Dylan and I talk about it in a moment. But it all ends with, you know, Ari has sort of a hell of an episode. He has a therapy session. Um, He has some moments and he ends up meeting the boys at the party at the end and announces that they are, in fact, going to be beating Spider-Man. Vinny is about to be the biggest movie star on the planet and is going to have the biggest opening of all time. And it's. There's just Dill. You, I'm going to let you take it away first, but there's so much that is epic about this episode. Yeah, I mean, it, this truly is. It's just one of the most fun episodes out there, and and I think that you know what does it for me really is that is like the theme of this episode, and I think that the overall theme is like this from from my in my opinion, it's that the setup of this is that like this is Vince's first like massive big opening weekend. Right. And Mm -hmm. if he does well, they're going to be very financially uh, wealthy. If he doesn't do well, you know, it's not going to be good for his financial success. Right. But by the end of the episode, you realize that it's not, it's never been about money for these guys and they're not going to let it, they're not going to let this town make it about money. And, and that's, and the theme plays into it when they're at a fucking high school party reminiscing like about the good old days. And it all boils into that theme. You remember where you came from and don't forget your roots. And that's why this episode is so special to me. And, you know, it also allows me, allows me to reminisce when I watch it. Like it makes yes. me feel like in high school, like they're funneling beers and shit. And, you know, there's drinking games going on. Um, and, I love I love that about it, and also Almost Famous is one of my favorite movies of all time. So obviously, like the Almost Famous moment is is just amazing, and and you know, um, but yeah. So like the theme is what really gets it for me in the heartstrings. Like I don't know if you guys would agree. You can elaborate on that in a minute, but like that's what does it really for me. And then the comedy throughout it is amazing. I think it's oh my god, I think it's one of drama's best episodes. I mean, the dude the the dude starts off the episode by saying Vince. You know my policy, except for work, I only go to the Valley November through March. And even then, only to Sushi, <laughs> only to sushi Row. row. Um, so like, and, and drama's just like sweating profusely the entire episode. And one of my other favorite moments, like they're in the movie theater watching Aquaman. And this dude gets up uh, to go use the bathroom and Turtle's like, yo, my guy, like you're about to miss the best part. And like, and then drama's just sitting there with like a wet towel on his head and he just goes, Sit down, and and the guy One is of the just best like drama lines. Yeah, the guy is so scared, but that's not even my favorite moment of within the movie theater. My favorite is when the power goes out, and then uh, E or someone's like, "God damn it, the projector must have gone out." And drama just goes, "It's not just the projector; we lost <laughs> central air." <laughs> it just kills me. Oh, oh my god! god. I'm um, like, yeah. Here, I'll I'll take over for a couple, and then you take back over. I'm like at that moment too in the theater. That's one of my like 
Entourage is so good at like doing the fake movie scenes and like that scene in the theater is so epic. Like you want to see how it ends so badly. And like, I love that drama. Like you said, just all one of his all time episodes, the, the comedy just does not stop him needing to hydrate, not being able to take the heat of the Valley. And it's like, I want to touch on what you said, where he starts the episode with his pot, you know, really does not want to go to the Valley, hates it. Worst place ever. And one of my favorite endings with, you know, the boys all shotgunning beers at the house. Then, you know, Ari gets thrown in the pool. Reggie and Jay, the the two kids telling Vince, the girl, the hot girls he introduced them to want to hang out with them. And Vince ends up giving them the Maserati says, tells them which dealership to bring it back when the lease is up. It's just so much fucking wish fulfillment. And like, it's so epic, such a fun time. It just, it's, it's the episode you want to physically be in the most of any of the episodes. And just like Ari agrees to give the boys a ride home. And as they all walk out, drama just looks back with like a twinkle. It's like a magical twinkle in his eye. And he just goes, the valley ain't so bad. And then it just ends. It's just so fucking good. Yeah. And it's, it's also like, a credit to Kevin Dillon's acting. Like that ain't that ain't by accident. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Kevin Dillon nails lines with his comedic timing so well that they become those iconic endings. Doug Allen writes some great fucking lines as well. Yeah. But I'm saying Kevin Dillon's delivery of those lines, it's it's the combination of the two. And without D- Kevin Dillon's, you know, comedic brilliance and just his 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 swagger with those lines that it, he's he's unbelievable and so he is i i got to shout out two lines and then if, i want to know if you have any lines that that you want to shout out but one i want to say maybe my funniest vince moment of the entire show happens in this episode which is when he is hooking the two hot girls up at the party <laughs> with reggie and jay and he's like asking if they either need either of them need drinks, yeah. and <laughs> and Jay goes, he's like, he's like, no, no, that's all right or whatever. And I forget what they say, but Vince looks back at me. He goes, he's like, oh, he go, he's like, thanks, Vince. And then he, Vince looks back at me. He goes, no problem, Reggie. And Jay just looks at me. He goes, it's Jay. And Vince just literally looks back and goes to all four of them. He's like, ha ha, yeah, and just yeah. That, that was an all-time moment for Vince. I agree. I love that yes, moment. Yes. I lose it. And then also, I fucking love the moment where Vince is with the boys at the Ducati shop. And, you know, he's talking about <laughs> that he wants to buy them all gifts. And, like, <laughs> and drama's like, you know I hate Rice Rockets. And, like, he talks about how fucking what's his face um michael madsen like he like gave him his like harley or something back in the day and so vince is like you know what johnny he's like we're gonna go to michael michael we're gonna make him a offer we can't you he can't refuse and we're gonna get you that bike back and then i just love drama you're a fucking prince bro and he's like he's also got a watch of mine you know (laughs) (laughs) Uh. oh but yeah i love that I just there's so much that's good in this episode. Also, like, would you guys agree? I feel like this episode, because, of course, of Aquaman, it's the first step where you realize just how big Vince has gotten. Like the scene where they're walking out of the movie theater 
in the crowd and then they notice it's him and like the boys all have to run and get in the car. It's just it's so fucking it's so Hollywood. It's it's so amazing. It's yeah, just I like mean, again, it just comes back to like again, I think the theme of the show is like don't forget where you came from. And mm-hmm. I don't and then and, and they don't. And that's what I think is so cool. It's like if you wish fulfillment, if you think about okay, if I was like a famous celebrity, right? You if you're you you would wouldn't you want to do a Vince did just like literally go to a random random party's party and just like not you know you you ain't he's not too Hollywood for that like he's like nah let's fucking let's fucking make we'll make their fucking night and that's I love that line he goes fuck it let's get hammered we'll make their night and it's just like fuck yeah like I fuck yeah Vince like let's let's go you and, not sorry go no yeah and it's just uh, I love I love that I love I love that um you you said he's you realize how big he is but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He still doesn't forget where he came from, and he's just going to be a normal dude, you know, going to going to this fucking high school party. I love it. A hundred percent. And just how much as you see, you know, fuck, if I was ever that, you know, big, that's exactly how I'd want to act. And I think, you know, you think you would. On the other side of the coin also, you think there's so much fucking wish fulfillment in if you weren't and you were just at a fucking height, you know, if you were in high school or in college and at a party, nothing would be cooler than the biggest movie star in the world just coming to your party. It's just so awesome. Mm -hmm. It's like also shout out because they play the song petrified by Fort minor in this app and love Fort minor shout out Mike Shinoda had to drop that, but such a great app. And, and the only app that all three of us, I think, obviously I know I love that Mike didn't, snuck in another episode but it sounds like the one episode that hypothetically could have been on all of our top fives yeah yeah definitely and and you guys have summarized it but the only moment you've missed that i love is where just like randomly they cut back to the party and drama is about to wrestle with like the guys <laughs> yes it gets immediately dropped yeah. absolutely dropped bro Oh my! There's so many good moments at the fucking party. Yeah, I mean, it's like truly, I don't think there's a bad. There's not a dull moment in this episode. I mean, it's no. From the moment it starts, another thing we didn't talk about: the, the beginning of this episode is Ari Gold talking dirty to E in bed, and and he's like, "Talk dirty to me," and, you know, and and like that's how the fucking episode starts. And then he hangs up, and Mrs. Ari is like. Uh, and this is Ari's like, why don't you, you're talking dirty to E, like what the, f-? and then she wants to fuck, and he's like, no go baby, no go, game day baby, game day, and he, he like, he will literally will not have sex with his wife because it's, it's game day, like that's, it just starts off with a banger and it never stops. Yep. Honestly, you know, and that's actually two points because one, the back and forth between him and E over the course of the entire episode, mm-hmm. there's so many great moments where he keeps calling him and he's like, the first West Coast numbers are in and they're big. Eight leg big bitch. Yes. <laughs> but then also when he's at the office and, and Lloyd gives him like the little yes. <laughs> yeah, why does it look like you're hiding something in your ass or whatever he says, like you got a butt plug or whatever? Yeah, and then he's like, This is Hollywood Lloyd, the only thing Mongolian is barbecue, and then he comes back later and just smashes <laughs> the fuck. It. Just destroys it. Yeah. And oh, I also God. love when Ari shows up at the party and he's just like He's like, you ever heard of a hanging Chad? And then it's just like crickets. And he goes, where the fuck am I? <laughs> just, 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 that line is fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, seriously, we could talk. We could talk about this episode for the rest forever. of this podcast because it, it's that good. Um, but wow, boys, that was some top five from from us. 
incredible lists. Let's recap them real quick. Dill, what's yours from five to one? All right. So mine was The Resurrection at five, Talk Show at four, Vegas Baby Vegas at three, One Day at the Valley at two, and The Sundance Kids at number one. I love it. Mine was number five, The Resurrection, number four, Vegas Baby Vegas, number three, The Release, number two, Give a Little Bit, and number one, One Day in the Valley. Mine is Return to Queens Boulevard, uh, Dog Day Afternoon, I Love You Too, Return of the King, and of course, Sundance Kids. Amazing. Amazing. And I know we each probably have a few honorable mentions. Maybe let's shout out one at a time. Dill, give us one that none of us have talked about yet. Yeah. Um, you know, one of my honorable mentions is my Maserati does 185, season two, uh, episode two. The thing that, again, makes this an honorable mention for me is drama's obsession with calves. Uh, <laughs> it starts with he's obsessed with Lamar Odom's calves at the, at the fucking Laker game. And he, and he basically says he thinks that his are too thin and he's reading for Point Doom the next day and feeling stressed about it. And so they go to this fucking the party and it's where E fucks the perfect 10 model because the boys convince him that they think Kristen's cheating on him. And uh, then again, drama sees the dude with uh, big old calves and he goes, Christ, look at the tree trunks on that guy. Catch you guys later. And he just like goes and stalks this fucking dude. And then literally one of my all time favorite moments of the entire show, which is why he's had to be an honorable mention is when. Drama's staring at this fucking dude's calves. Imagine if you're at a party and a dude is just staring at you. And you're like, what the actual fuck? And the, this this guy's like a macho guy. And he goes to Drama and he's just like, can I help you? And then Drama, drama goes, can, can I ask you something? And he's like, yeah, what? And he's like, those real uh, implants. And the guy is like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he goes, your calves, bro. And I just love the delivery of your calves, bro. And the guy <laughs> thinks he's fucking with him. So then drama just starts laughing and goes, okay, keep it to yourself. But if you tell me they're real, I ain't buying. And then a girl with clearly fake boobs walks by and he goes, hers neither. And I just think <laughs> it's the greatest moment. Um, that combined with E, um, you know, sleeping with the perfect 10 model when unfortunately Kristen was cheating on him all time. And uh, yeah, that's my honorable mention. Dude, and, and drama with yeah with Lamar Odom starts yeah. off at the Lakers game asking you about the Cavs. Yep. And then Lamar's like, Vince, what the fuck, yo, man, your brother's weird, man. <laughs> it's so good. One of my single favorite drama lines of the entire show. We we used to say about pops, no child support, no calves. <laughs> 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 yeah because in this in my my maserati is 185 uh, vince is like the chase men all have great legs johnny goes no you got you got ma's legs vince i got dad's and it's just like so ridiculous it's so ridiculous that oh my god such a good episode that's that's on my honorables as well um i want to shout out an app that i i don't know if either of you will have on there but it has a scene that was the only scene of the whole show that made me that made me like almost cry. So Whoa. truly cry. So it's it's the season five episode gotta look up to get down. It's the seventh episode. And sort of the the plot of the episode as a whole is uh you know, Vince is doing like uh like a like a photo like a model photo shoot mm-hmm. and Pretty much the guy, the guy running the photo shoot, he like 
you find out later he like wants to fuck Vince and so he like fires this girl off of it. There's this really tall model who's like chasing after E, but the storyline that gets me in this is Ari's where Alan Alan Gray, who is like the studio head at, at Warner, is he dies in the episode before. And so he's at the you know funeral and John Ellis, who's played by Alan Dale, he he completely owns Warner Brothers and yeah, I know you're going he offers Ari this the studio head position, which is like, I mean, that's like one of the biggest jobs you could ever get in Hollywood. And so he says that he wants to take them he wants to take him and Mrs. Ari to I believe it's it's either like Switzerland or Italy or something for the weekend. And okay, it's Geneva. And so they at the end, they're going to the private plane and Vince and the boys are actually they were invited by the girl that got fired from the shoot to go to Hawaii with her on her shoot. So they both happen to be at the airport and there's this incredible moment that I I had forgotten about between Vince and Ari where Ari it's fake plastic trees by Radiohead starts playing and you know Ari says to like his wife or John Ellis you give me a moment he walks up to Vince and it's this super like somber but like beautiful and touching convo where Ari you know tells Vince you know I haven't told anyone and you see just how much he cares about Vince where he's like I haven't told anyone yeah. you know, in town, but, but I got this offer and, and what do you think? And I think he's hoping that like Vince will be happy, but Vince is sort of like, doesn't know what to say. And he's just like, you know, I, 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 I want to say that I, you know, I want to finish what we started, but yeah. you got to do what you got to do. And it's this really incredible scene where then Vince sort of walks like a little dazed and like, I think shook onto the plane and Ari is, seems similarly sort of contemplative and it's it's a really incredible ending they vince puts down the the airplane window as he sees ari sort of staring at him from the the walkway up to the other plane and it's it's so so impactful and it truly made me shed tears i thought it was so good yeah it's an all-time moment and yeah man oof yeah got a little emotional just hearing you tell it (laughs) Oh my god! No, 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 no. but seriously, <laughs> all-time moment and great mention. Oh, thank you. My my first honorable mention. I well, I took a gamble with one day in the valley, and it paid off. Good. Took another gamble with this episode, and and you didn't mention it, so I'm I'm a oh. little surprised that it didn't make it to any of ours. But that is season four, episode seven, the day fuckers. <laughs> oh yeah, it has the all. It has the line. <laughs> Maybe the best I mean, line of the whole show. So this is drama's funniest episode of the entire show for me. Uh, but also Ari has a great moment where he's you know, he's trying to get his kid into school and he ends up having to sort of beg, um, you know, the uh, kind of like the chairman guy of the committee, let's say, mm-hmm. at the end, which is great. But, but drama, I mean, besides the fact that at the end he ends up fucking the girl, you know, wearing the <laughs> rabbit outfit, which is one of my favorite moments, he has so many great lines uh you know call her i'm calling the heifer if you close her in the parking lot the lattes are on me and then one of his most iconic lines ever mean is when i made jess band cd rider bike home after i asked for her. <laughs> and just <laughs> leading up to it 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, when he's just like, when, he, <laughs> when he's like, no, 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 no. Mean, mean is when I made Jess Mancini ride her bike home after I ass fucked her. Yeah, and it's such an iconic line. Like I, I don't, I know exactly what he's wearing. Like I know exactly yeah. the image <laughs> of them crossing the street. Like I, I have the exact scene in my mind because of how like that that's a spit take you know what i mean you're watching that episode for the first time you got anything in your you got a beverage in your mouth you're spitting that out like that is one of those lines that just slays you 100 percent. and just how invested he is in the whole bet for like yes. no reason at all yes he's just on one the whole episode yeah it's a it's a fun one it's a really fun one you know classic bet between friends and um yeah it's that's a great one that is a great one. It, for me, I was like, the line overshadows the rest of the episode for me, but it, it is a great episode. The furry thing is fucking hysterical. Yeah. Um, how many honorable mentions do we want to do? Because we can, we'll each give, we don't have to go in. I don't, I think after this, let's just say a couple episode titles. We don't need to go into the episode. Yeah, I'm not, I'm honestly just gonna, I'm just gonna say like my, I'm just gonna say my last, I only have three. Um, I'll give a little bit was one of them, but you obviously that was on your thing. I, I just want to say like one of mine is um, Welcome to the Jungle season four, episode one. I just it was an honorable mention because I think it was just a really well done episode. Like it's very different. It's a documentary style that they do. And I think it was awesome. Um, it was an awesome change of pace and it was an awesome way to start at the season. Yeah. Um, I guess a couple that I'll quickly shout out. I love uh, four, the season five episode where uh, drama and Vince golf with uh, Wahlberg and Tom Brady. Mm, um, that was a really fun one. Uh, I really like Aqua Mansion, where the boys go to the Playboy Mansion, and drama has the whole thing with the monkeys. And then one more that I'll shout out is Drive, the, uh, the opening to season six, where E ends up you know, getting his own place finally. And the episode ends with Vinny for the first time really ever coming home to an empty house. Ooh, yeah. And it ends with Lucky Man by the Verve as it uh, Vince is just sort of sitting for once lonely and sort of facing this new chapter of his life, which I, I feel like, you know, is we're sort of all in, in the age they were around when those seasons were uh, around, our, you know, around 30. And just uh, that that struck a chord with me. So... That's what yeah. I'll leave with that. A couple more. I mean, we've, we've shouted a bunch that were on my list, but uh, episode four of season one, Date Night, where, you know, oh, Vince yeah. is with Justin Chapin. Oh, yeah. Uh, e calls up, like, the crazy stalker girl. Uh, and Turtle drama, does. Turtle does. Uh, sorry, sorry, Turtle. And uh, Drama is with uh, the, like, fitness girl. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. Those lads and surrendered all control. <laughs> and the episode uh, right after that with the Sherpa is great. Oh my God, Val Kilmer. That's got to be one of the oh best. Oh my God, that's all time. Uh, season two, episode five, Neighbors, where Bob Saget is just incredible the entire Oh my episode. God. I took my daughters. And the lady's <laughs> like, I got a house account here, here and Nate and else. Just those two places. <laughs> <laughs> Saget is an entourage legend as well, of course. Yeah, uh, Exodus season two, uh, 13 with the whole like CC fly. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's an honorable mention of mine too. 
Tree but, Trippers yeah. is a great one where they go they go tripping. Joshua tree Trippers tree. is yeah. great, bro. Travis like wow. <laughs> I pulled my cock off. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric Roberts is great in that episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's phenomenal. And while we're on, that's season five, right? Yeah. So while we're on season five, my last honorable mention is uh, season five, episode three, the all out fallout. It's when yes. um, uh, drama is so heartbroken over Jacqueline, uh, his his French lover. And um, and then Vince is legit broker than broke. So he has to do a sweet 16. And I just love at the very end when he asked, he has to sing on the sweet 16 and drama is black out. <laughs> and, 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 he, and he goes, I'm not letting baby bro go out like this. <laughs> and, and he just goes up to him with him and he goes, I want you, baby. And it's that song. And then drama just starts projectile vomiting all over the cake. It's just one of the, another all-time ending episode. You know, the end of the whole prank war with Adam Davies where obviously Ari just like kind of yes. bitches him. But then yep. in the very beginning of it, like where he gets the strippers to come to Ari, huh. uh, like in the, in the meeting, and Lloyd just goes – It'll be over soon, all right? Just close your eyes and think of pussy. pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Any, anyone have any left in the chamber, or is that it? I left it all. I left it all on this podcast, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I so I have a question for you each before we finish up right now. Cool. If you had to pick outside of the main five the four boys in ari who is your favorite character whoa that's a great question wish you fucking gave me some heads up um no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Of the five it has to be lloyd right um you know I, for me that's tough man I, I don't know how to pick one um gun to your head you had to pick one i mean gun to my head's you know, I mean, it's probably Sloan. I mean, because I, because we're all in love with her. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it's tough because here's why: it's like Sloan because I love her, <laughs> uh, Billy Walsh because he's like the greatest character, and then I'd say that Dana. I, I honestly, I love Dana. I love Dana oh, Gordon. Oh, me too. Yeah. She's my so Billy Walsh is my favorite, but Dana is my next favorite. Yes. I fuck love dana i love dana gordon i think that she's amazing i think every time she's in the show she, i just i i my i perk up like i there's something about her presence and and there's something about her rapport with ari that's yes. so awesome it's like ari gives it to her but like she gives it back and i love that she's like the only person in the show who truly gives it back to ari and he like and it's great and my favorite part my entire the thing that say like for season eight that's I, the best part of season eight S- storyline of season eight and i'm all in on that storyline in season eight like dana and ari finally getting together is beautiful in season eight like and you and you feel it like you feel what dana says to them she's like i'm lonely like i am in my 40s and i'm lonely ari so like i don't know where this is gonna go but i know that I, i'm willing to see, see what happens and like they're there for each other in that moment you can see like through thick and thin they genuinely are there for each other throughout this entire series and it culminates in that final season and i love that storyline so much and it makes me love dana more than i already did prior to season eight definitely one of the best supporting characters absolutely 
And that's something that, that I think that Entourage doesn't get enough credit for, which is that, yeah, it's a male-driven show, but every female character that fucking is in the show is incredible. Like, Babs, incredible character. Incredible. Like, Dana, Babs, Sloan, yeah. Amanda. Like, yes. Sloan's up there for me, too. I mean, again, you said it best. It's like, we all love her, but it's like, when I actually think about characters and when I enjoy seeing them, it's like... Billy usually has the bit Billy and Lloyd probably have the most like memorable scenes. Dana, I just think is so fucking fantastic and could potentially be slept on by some people, which is why I love that you brought her up. Mike, would you go Lloyd's your fave of the of? I I think so probably, but yeah, I mean, there is a bunch of good ones that you mentioned. I'm definitely my, my most emotional moment of the entire show is the season uh, series finale you know, with the opera and Ari finally getting back together with his wife. Mm-hmm. And you definitely want that to happen, but mm-hmm. I would have been just as happy if we ended up with Dana Gordon. Yeah. Dana uh, and Gordon's I'm all when she becomes the head of the studio and you're like, oh shit, this is just a great moment. But yeah, I mean, Lloyd is, is undeniable for me. Oh, he's so fucking good. I, I think I'm going to lock it in with Dana for me. Wow. Legend. Yeah. I, you're, you're hurting me because now I want to do it. But just to be different, I'll say Billy Walsh. Well, you said Billy Walsh. You <laughs> changed my mind through talking it out, bro. Yeah. No, but I mean, look, it's tough. It's tough to pick the next best because, you know, yeah. They're all so good. That, that's the really point. Good. Entourage has so – I mean, think about it. The show had to focus on five characters, <laughs> and they found a way to have like 15, 20 incredible characters. It's just – a testament to the show absolutely boys what a fucking time yes this has been this has been delightful um thank you for having me back uh it it was i'm I'm glad that victory the podcast inspired us to to you know bring this one up on the list and and do this top five that like you said we had wanted to we had wanted to do since you guys started this podcast and um you know something that they talk about on that podcast is the potential of a reboot. And I think it's safe to say we'd all love a reboot if, if they wound up doing it. Um, and, and as Doug Allen says, every episode, if you want the reboot, support the podcast. So here I am plugging their podcast. Uh, guys, if you haven't listened to Victor, the podcast tr- and you're a fan of entourage, truly, it's not even a plug. You just got to listen to it. And hopefully it helps us get that reboot. Cause again, I think that in, in the times that we live in right now, we all need that escapism. We all need that show that that takes us to a happier place. And Entourage always is that show. So to have it come back would be a treat. So um, yeah, let's get that fucking show back up. Well said, and I couldn't agree more. It really is like almost having seasons in the interim. Even though you're not watching, it's just it's like you're getting more entourage through listening to the podcast and man, if we could get some more actual entourage on our TV screens, it would be incredible. And so, yeah, do what Dylan said, listen to victory. And yeah, I mean, a reboot I think would look great. They talk a lot on the podcast about their work. You know, they hear, Oh, you want to be able to do entourage in 2021 bullshit. Everything I think would be the same. I think the one it'd be part of the plot ari having to navigate the pc world that we now live in and i think it'd be fucking fantastic i think they can do it in a very clever way in a very brilliant way i have no doubt and i would love to see it so hbo get out that checkbook baby
Boom, boom, boom. All right. Seriously, this has been epic. Can't wait to have you back for another episode down the line, Dill. And yeah, check out Victory the Podcast and make sure you know you check out our socials as well. If you want to find us, we're at Top Fives and Deep Dives on Instagram. We're at Top Dives on Twitter. If you want to email us, Top Fives and Deep Dives at gmail.com. We love to hear from you guys. We we really want to hear what your favorite entourage apps are. Drop them in the comments on the post about the episode, wherever you want. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys next week. All right. Victory, baby. Victory. Hey, boys. Great episode. Great fucking episode. <laughs> Top fives and deep dives with Town of PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town of PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town of PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town of PTM. My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese, followed by Quentin. Run.